Welcome to the CrossFit HSE podcast, where we don't sugarcoat the truth about fitness and nutrition. Hey, everybody. This is Brian McDowell and Melissa McDowell from CrossFit HSE coming at you today with uh, five reasons why you're not losing weight. This is not an exhaustive list. However, um, we'd say that the vast majority of people that walk through our doors are there to lose weight, whether to lose an excessive amount of weight or just, you know, tone up and cut up. And uh, quite often people will uh, become frustrated over time with uh, the weight not falling off. And so we came up with our, our top five reasons why you're not losing weight here with Missy, who is our nutrition expert. Um, and our, our reason number one is that you are not eating enough. And I'll let Missy go into talking about that right now. Hey, yeah. So I think the majority of clients that I sit with and work with upon looking at their food log or their daily food intake, once they write it down and they see what they've eaten throughout the day and I add up the calories and the macronutrients, um, they're not eating enough and they're eating all the wrong things. So they're not eating enough protein. Um, they're not eating enough healthy fat and they're eating way too many carbohydrates. Um, and a lot of people come in thinking, Hey, I eat, I eat pretty healthy. Like I don't eat bad. I don't eat fast food, but then it's like, well, you're not eating enough of anything. Um, and you're eating too many carbs. So that, that's pretty common, especially with women, um, women oftentimes are not eating enough. Either that or they're not just, they're not being honest with me, but usually they're not eating enough. So I think that's the, that's the number one reason I hear why my clients aren't losing weight. Um, so would you say that they're starving themselves intentionally or they're just not eating enough on their own? No, they're not eating enough nutrient-dense food that has calories in it. So you take... Protein and carbs have the same amount of calories per gram. They have four calories per gram. So you could really eat a lot of carbs and or protein um, and not a lot of calories. However, fat has nine calories per gram. So that adds up pretty quickly. But most people don't eat a lot of fat. Whether they, they mean to or not, I think most people live under the assumption of a low-fat, high-carb diet because that's what's ingrained in our parents. That's how we were brought up. That's what the government pushes. That's what the FDA says. That's what the, the, the food pyramid says. That's what the Academy of Dietetics and Nutrition says. And it's wrong. Um, it's, it's wrong. Yeah, so that, that was number one, not eating enough. And it kind of segues, and we've already hit a little bit on number two, that's eating the wrong, thi eating the wrong things. And, and that's what I see too. So I, 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 do the, I do a lot of the consults, as is my coach Ernesto. And what I'll typically do is I will ask somebody to run me through a day of eating from breakfast all the way to dinner. And I will label each individual thing with a C, an F, or a P for carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And usually it's 70 to 80% carbohydrates, sometimes mm -hmm. higher. Like it's crazy how mm -hmm. much carbs people consume. So they're eating the wrong things, which is excessive carbohydrates, and they're not eating the right things, which is 
healthy pro- healthy lean proteins and good fats, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're not eating specific quantities too. Right. They just grab and go. That's the other thing. People don't sit down to eat a meal anymore. Part of the issue is as a society and our American culture, we're busy and we work an excessive amount of hours and we don't get enough sleep. We'll come back to that at the end. But so being busy with working more hours than our parents or our grandparents worked, right? Like back in generations ago, two, three generations, most people worked similar work hours. They maybe worked nine to five, eight to five, nine to four, something like that, like a normal work day. Now we're working all day. We're working at work. We're working at home. We have, you know, most people have three kids. Um, they've got, each one's got sports. Um, and not just regular recreational sports. We've got travel sports. We've got school sports. Um, you've got school clubs. You've got tutoring. You've got pickup, drop off, daycare. Um, so this leaves people eating when they can. So they're not eating at regular times. They're eating in the drop-off line. They're picking up Starbucks. They are skipping breakfast and maybe snacking on lunch. And then three, four o'clock hits and they're starving. Yes. And they binge eat. I hear that. Uh, I would say 50% plus people that I do consults with, and I would probably do like 50 a month, skip breakfast or they have breakfast and it's like a protein bar. Right. And then they skip lunch and then they're starving at dinner and they right. over and they overeat and then they snack after dinner. They don't eat yeah. intentional meals. Yeah. We need our body needs routine. You don't necessarily have to eat breakfast. Like if I have somebody that comes into my office that says I don't eat breakfast, I'm like, okay, great. We'll fast through breakfast. That's not a problem. Like you don't have to eat breakfast. As long as you have an intentional time where you're fasting and an intentional time where you're eating, that's the difference is because people will still wake up. They, they say they're not eating, but they're drinking coffee with heavy cream and sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That broke your fast and caused you to have an insulin spike for the rest of the day. And then you still, you snack a little bit here and there. You have a banana. There goes your insulin again. You have a sandwich at two o'clock. Well, there goes your insulin again. And then evening rolls around, you eat dinner. It's eight, nine o'clock. You put the kids to bed, you're relaxing and you're starving. And so you're going to sit down, you're going to eat a bag of chips, uh, a box of Cheez-Its. A glass of wine. Glass of, of wine. Yeah. Uh, Sugar. Shot of whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Ice cream, cookies. Um, yeah, and it, then you go to bed like that. Yeah. And then we even hear of... A lot of males that we've worked with that will wake up in the middle of the night hungry, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and they'll wake up and they'll eat again. And it's more carbohydrates. Right. Because they're hungry again. Right. And carbohydrates, the reason why they're not keeping you full is because they're most easily digestible. So carbohydrates are sugars. Sugars break down the easiest in your body. They're digested well, um, and then they release... They get released into your bloodstream almost instantly. Protein and fat, however, take much longer for your body to digest and fiber. So you're going to be full longer because of the chemical response that happens when you eat fat 
and, and protein. And protein will still cause you to have a bit of an insulin spike. Fat does not at all but carbs will. And carbs don't fill you up because they they, they break down so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying carbs are bad. Carbs are fine in certain diets. And for some people, they're not fine. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why it's good to sit down with a nutritionist and figure out, like, what are your health problems? Genetically, what are you prone to? What do you need to be aware of? And then... What do you need to change? Because being aware of what you're putting in your mouth is is key. Most people are totally unaware of what they're eating. They, they, it's mindless eating. That's And that's another thing that's a major problem in this country is we mindlessly eat. We eat because we're bored. We just eat for the right. sake of eating. Yeah. Right. So for I mean, we know for athletics and we need some carbohydrates like the fuel for workouts and post-workout and potentially replenish glycogen stores. So we get back to the timing thing too with people should eat their carbs at specific times. Depends on the, depends on the person. Depends on the person. Right. And then it's gotta be the right carbohydrates Mm -hmm. too. Just can't be a a glass of sweet tea. Right. Or gummy bears post-workout. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, So number three, we have lack of consistency in the gym. Mm -hmm. So lack of, and I I always say lack of frequency because I'll do, I'll pull some guys in the office and so forth. And I'm seeing consistently uh, women too that, I mean, you like I had a guy that was in there 12 times in January, then went like 14 in February, March was like 16. Then he was like, close to 22 and he had lost like 6% body fat or athlete Kyle, his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his diet changed a little bit, but his exercise frequency went up each month, hopped on the in body and he had lost a significant amount of weight. And we're seeing that consistently in the gym is that the people that come five, six times a week, crush it. Mm-hmm. Diet might not be, you know, perfect, but they're, they're, they tend to be more on track. The more they come to the gym, the better their diet is. They kind of go hand in hand somewhat. Um, and then the people that are the two to three times a week, maybe eight times a month or something like that are the ones that tend to end up more frustrated. And it's usually pretty simple solution is come to the gym more. Right. Yeah. Two or three times a week isn't enough exercise. It's just not. You need to be working out at a minimum of five days a week at pretty uh, strenuous exercise. It needs to be hard. It can't be a walk around the block. Is a walk around the block better than sitting on the couch? Absolutely. But it doesn't make up for the anaerobic exercise you're going to get at specifically at a CrossFit gym. Like that's the best exercise for you. The it's the best for your heart for getting blood and oxygen to your muscles, to your organs, to your lungs. That's those short 10, 15 minute workouts. Those are the workouts that are going to help your stamina in the long run, help you sprint better, um, help you gain more muscle. But if you're not doing that on a regular basis, you're not going to see results. Your body is going to get used to whatever stress you're putting on it. And I'll be like, oh, right, this is the same stress that you gave me last week. Eh, I'll just stay where I am. I don't yep. need to push it any harder. Yep, intensity is the same. Yeah, I had a guy that I uh, was in a small group with years ago, super analytical, tracked all of his calories, and then he went on the uh, elliptical for 25 minutes every single day. And I remember him texting me saying that he's like, I'm not losing weight. 
I should be like the, my macronutrients are exactly the way my calories are here. And then I'm doing 25 minutes of cardio every day. And I said, you've been, how long you've been doing 25 minutes of cardio today? He's like for a year. Yeah. It was like, it might've been longer than a year. And I was like, Hey dude, you got like, some days you got to go 45. Some days you got to go 15 with intervals. Right. Some days you got to go an hour. You can't do the same thing all the time and expect yeah. your body to, your body will adapt to that stimulus. Right. You have to pre, you have to place more stress on your body in order to make it to change right. Right? externally. Right. Right. All right. Uh, number four is, uh, Poor sleep. Mm-hmm. Huge. We can probably spend an hour on this, but um, I, have a, I have an athlete. His name is Tanner, who was sleeping on an average of five hours a night. He wanted to lose weight and he already had. He was kind of stagnant. And we changed his nutrition up, which changed his sleep. His sleep. We got rid of a lot of the, the, he was drinking like chocolate milk, I think it was, and a lot of sugar. We got, got rid of his sugar and he actually started sleeping better. And he tracked, he was very analytical. He tracked his sleep and we'd come in. His sleep slowly started going to six, six and a half, and then to seven hours, and the better, and he started feeling better, and then he started losing more weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as an yeah, example. That's, that's the number one thing I hear from, I always ask my nutrition clients, how do you sleep? And usually they start sleeping better instantly when we cut their carbs down, and mostly sugar, like, and they stop eating before bed. Your body naturally... And there's exceptions to this, right? Like nurses and doctors who work night shifts, you're not going to fit into this frame. But we're on a circadian rhythm, our body is. Hence why we are awake during the day and we sleep at night. Around eight o'clock, your body naturally wants to go to sleep. Your organs start to slow down. Your digestion slows down. Everything slows down so your brain can repair and recover and your cells can renew, regenerate. When you're eating all night or eating sugar and you have that insulin spike and your hormones are going bananas, your body is working really hard to keep that down, to have everything in balance. But When you limit that stuff, when you say, I'm not going to eat past seven o'clock or eight o'clock, eight o'clock should be the latest anyone eats, then your body is able to digest the food you ate the previous 12 hours. You're able to get restful sleep because your body's not working to digest the crap that you just ate. I mean, it makes sense to me, I know, but... So it's like your... Your body is trying to do this natural process. And then when you eat at night before you go to bed, you're violating that natural process. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you're, you're really putting a kink in the chain when you do that. So, and then a lot of people will just, they'll just stay up late. And I, I had a guy last week who I asked him how much sleep he got. He said six hours. I was like, that's not enough. I said, you know, instead of going to bed at 12, let's try to go to bed at 11. It doesn't have to be this huge change all at once where you're used to going to bed at midnight and you try to go to bed at nine. That's probably not going to work. People need to be realistic about the changes that they're going to make. So if you're, or if you're somebody that goes to bed at 11 or 12, maybe move the clock back a half hour, 45 minutes. And try going to bed at 10 or 10.45 instead of 9, right? If you're not used to that, that's probably not going to happen. And and shut off your phone, shut off the TV, don't snack, like lay down, close your eyes, and try to go to sleep. 
and I guarantee you, you'll start sleeping better because when you're not getting enough sleep, it messes your hormones up and your cortisol levels go, go up, your estrogen can go up. All of those things cause you to hold on to fat. So if you're not sleeping well, it's probably contributing to why you're not losing weight. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that kind of segues very beautifully into the last one, number five, hormones, mm-hmm. right? When people, so I'm going to speak from a male's perspective, um, being 40 years old, lack of sleep in with a lot of the men that we that we speak with inside and sometimes outside of the gym too. I'll have, I'll have friends text me, and uh, I always I always ask how are how are you sleeping? And they'll be like, man, I get like four or five hours a night. And a lot of times guys will drink too. They're out on the weekends drinking, um, and what that does, like she was saying, um, is that that will as a male when your cortisol goes up and your lack of sleep. Also, what goes up is estrogen. So when your estrogen's higher, what's going to happen? You're going to store more body fat, right? Mm-hmm. Happens to males. And there's like, I don't have any energy, lack of, you know, sex drive, don't, I'm not recovering well. Um, and then also is your growth, your growth hormone pulses at night. That's when your body releases its natural pituitary gland, your natural, your growth hormone, and that's regenerative. So if you're, if you're not going to bed and get that, and getting that restful sleep, you're missing out on that natural pulse as well, which is going to help you to burn body fat and recover uh, better the next the next day. So those are some of the things that I've seen with guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people are totally unaware of hormone levels and vitamin levels. And I was unaware of this for a long time. Um, and that's one of the questions that is on my intake questionnaire with nutrition clients is, have you ever had your hormone levels and vitamin levels checked? Um, because if your hormones are dis- in dysfunction, then you're going to have problems losing weight and you're probably keeping weight on, even though you're not eating a lot. So this is, this is again, tags on mostly the females and it can for males, but females who aren't eating enough, maybe they're eating a thousand calories a day. That's contributing to your hormone dysfunction. You need a certain amount of calories a day just for your hormones to fire correctly. And a lot of times, the majority of the time, obesity, you're not fat because you eat too much or, or, or don't eat enough, you're more than likely fat because you've got hormone dysfunction going on. And then there's age that factors into that. For females, it's just so complicated because of menopause and you stop producing a lot of hormones. And so you've got to take a look at a few factors, your age and your diet, your family health history. And then I always encourage all of my clients to go get their hormones checked because if you... and if you go to your primary care physician, they're going to check your base levels. They're going to check like your TSH and your testosterone and maybe your progesterone and that's it. And their range of normal is so huge that if you're at the bottom, they're going to tell you it's normal, but that's not normal. That's not, that's not optimal. optimal yeah. So it's best to either ask your doctor to specifically check everything or find a different doctor that will like a functional medicine doctor who will check your thyroid stimulating hormone as well as your T4, your T3, 
your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, your B vitamins, your vitamin D. Um, the list goes on. The a list lot. goes on. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. Your your fasting um, glucose, your A1C, um, your cholesterol, all of that needs to be looked at. It's a big picture type of thing because if one is 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 not working properly, more than likely none of them are working properly. And I I can say this from experience um, because that was the case with me and I thought I was healthy. I knew something was wrong and I was kind of at my wits end because my gynecologist kept checking the same things and telling me my hormones were normal and the only solution was to go on birth control. But I knew that couldn't be it. She was just treating the symptoms. I was, and, and I knew there had to be a reason for me feeling the way I felt. And so I went to Lexi U at Udirect Health and she checked my hormones and we found out all kinds of stuff was a mess. And I was really surprised because my vitamin levels were super low and I, I eat really healthy. And, um, but come to find out we had, you know, I had a, a gene mutation, which causes me not to absorb B vitamins and folate. So I had to take a specific vitamin for that. I got a GI test, found out I had strep in my gut and staph in my gut and some other yucky things and got that cleared up. And now for the first time in two years, my hormones are normal and I feel great for the most part. And you sleep good. And, and I sleep good. And anxiety went way down too. Yeah, I yeah. used to have anxiety attacks all the time, all the time. And I don't, I don't anymore. From hormone optimization and right. nutrition too. Right. And that was yeah. from, you know, when the gynecologist said, oh, your hormones are normal. And they were not normal. So this is an encouragement to everybody listening to this. Um... Even if you don't pursue your, your diet nutrition or coaching for diet nutrition, you should go get your labs done and have your hormone levels and your vitamin levels checked, especially if you have a bad diet. Yeah, and most people, they, they don't get their regular blood work. So that's kind of like a little plug in there to get your blood right. work yearly. Your doctor, like she's saying, is not going to check all that stuff. It's a normal, regular panel. You have to ask for more specific stuff. If you ask, they may do it. If they don't, like she said, go to a different doctor. But that's a good um, good reminder for everybody is to get your yearly blood work. Or if, if septin's just not working, you're like, man, I'm, I'm, wor I'm working out on a regular basis. I'm eating right. I'm sleeping good. And I'm still not losing weight. Hormones is something you need to look at. And also, we're, we're going to kind of go into 5B, and that's the gut. Missy hit on the, on the GI. And that's something, too, that we're seeing on a regular basis. Both us, personally, have... Uh, had gut issues. I had parasites in my gut from 2009 and 10 from Costa Rica. Literally, I was getting sick all the time, cleared that up. I'm way healthier now. And we're having clients pretty regularly get their gut tested as well. And uh, that's, I mean, that's going to affect your nutrient absorption. Yeah. Um, who knows, you can have, can, you can have yeast overgrowth that's causing you to feel like crap and sleep bad and food you know, sensitivities food sensitivities. Yeah, so leaky gut. Yeah, and that's that's where eighty percent of your immune system is too, is your gut. So that's something that yeah. kind of goes along with the hormones too, that can affect your hormone balance. So, um, those are our five. There's a little slight number six right there as well. But um, hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of insight there. If you have any questions, go to www.hsecrossfit.com, fill out a no sweat intro, or check the show notes below. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
Thank you for listening to the CrossFit HSE podcast. Check out the show notes below to learn more. We will see you again next week.